Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I hope that you're having an amazing day and that you're doing well. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how your parents' relationship can affect your relationship. I know, right? Here are some takeaways from last week's episode. Number one, your parents' relationships can affect how you own your own romantic relationships. Think about it. So before your parents were your parents, they were a couple, they were in love. So if they were affectionate, it affects what you saw. So because you saw them being affectionate, or in some places you saw them not being affectionate, if you saw only the mother doing all the chores and the dad not doing anything or vice versa, regardless of how it was in your home, how stable it was or how unstable it was, what you see and what you saw as a child affected how you view relationships growing up. So therefore, how they own their relationship is how you're going to own your own relationship. What they did in their relationship, you're going to take some things away and do in your relationship. For example, if you were in an abusive relationship, then maybe you are drawn toward your parents had an abusive relationship. Or maybe... If your relationship, your parents' relationship was unstable, maybe yours might be unstable, but it's just because of the example that you saw and not because there's anything wrong with you. And those things can be changed because you can change your how your relationship is. So if you know how your parents' relationship was, then you can definitely take some time, do some self-assessment and change your own relationship. Number two, your ability to be vulnerable. So if you saw your parents being vulnerable, then you know that it's okay to be vulnerable in your relationship. If you saw one parent being dismissive or belittling or invalidating the other parent, then this is going to hinder you from being vulnerable because you're going to see what happened in your parents' relationship and be like, you know what, I don't want to be vulnerable. So that's another thing that it can affect. Your parents' relationship can also affect how you handle conflict. So If you did not see your parents handle conflict in a healthy way, then you're not going to handle conflict in a healthy way. And it's just because of the example that you saw. You never saw anyone handle conflict in a healthy way. So if that is the case, you will not handle conflict in a healthy way because you never saw it and it was not modeled for you. And finally, number four, your parents' relationship can affect how you express emotions. Now, some people, they are good with emotions. They know how to express them, how to deal with them, how to feel them. But if you grew up in a home where people didn't feel their emotions or you were taught to hide your emotions and not feel them and not let someone know you're upset or sad or how you're feeling, then in your own relationship, you are going to have major issues being able to be emotional and handle your emotions in a way that's conducive for a healthy relationship. You will not know how to express emotions. So that is why it is important for you to look at the examples of relationships that either your parents gave you or look at the examples of relationships that the people in your life gave you and see how it is affecting your relationship. Because if you see if it's affecting it in a negative way, then you know how to change it and what you need to change. These are just a few takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. But if you would like to learn more about how your parents' relationship can affect your marriage, then click on the link in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. And then you will get more information and find out more about how you can see the examples that your parents left you and see how it can be affecting your relationship now. To 
Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about eight ways to take care of yourself and your body so that you can be the best version of yourself for your marriage and for you. Now, as we know, marriage is all about give and take. And sometimes it is hard to be who you need to be because you give so much. Like I know sometimes I am tired, help work with the kids, doing work, cleaning, whatever it is you're doing. I know your days are busy like mine. My daughter's in cheerleaders, so at nights we're at her games. So it is a lot of things to do. So I don't always have time to schedule time out for myself or try to have self-care because I'm too busy doing all the things that I need to do. But this year, I decided things were going to be different, and I am taking steps to make sure that I include self-care into my daily life. I'm making it a lifestyle and not just something I need to do, but I have determined I'm going to make self-care a lifestyle because it's not always easy. Life happens, things happen, and sometimes it's very hard to find time for yourself. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss ways that you can take steps to be intentional about your self-care routine and also how to incorporate it into your daily lifestyle. So the first thing that I know that I have struggled with in the past was working out. Now, there are so many positive benefits about working out. Like aside from losing weight, it helps your cardiovascular system, working out helps you mentally as well. Like there are literally a ton of things that working out can help you do, but it all requires you to be consistent. So what I have decided to do is to create a schedule that works best for me. Now, I used to try to get up early in the morning to go to Planet Fitness and work out. It used to work sometime, but then other times it didn't work out very well. And that's just because you can only get up at like four o'clock for so long. You can only get up at five o'clock for so long without it just draining you. Unless you're like a super morning person and your body is used to it. But for me, I'm a morning person, but you know, my morning starts more like at 830 or so. I have decided that instead of me trying to get up super early in the morning and to make this workout work, I'm going to just make it a part of my lifestyle. So I have decided instead to incorporate it around one o'clock in the afternoon, right before I have to go pick my kids up because I leave early a lot anyway to go pick them up. It's like, I don't like to sit in line for a long time. So I kind of want to be like the first, either car number one or car number 10. I don't want to be that car at the back of the line waiting for everyone to come up. So what I do is I leave my house early. So instead of leaving my house maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes early, I leave my house an hour early. I go to the gym, I work out, and then I just go and pick them up. And this has worked for me. I have been able to do this consistently for the past um, month. So the whole thing is don't try to do what people tell you to do about working out and how to incorporate it. Find a schedule that works for you. Try to avoid working out without any purpose or without any intent. So that just means if you want to work out, have a goal because I know I'm a goal-oriented person. And a lot of times when we have goals and things we want to accomplish, we actually stick to these things. So have a goal, know what you want to accomplish, whether you want to work out for mental health reasons or if you want to work out just to stay in shape or if you want to lose some pandemic weight that we all have put on whatever it is just make sure you do it for you create a schedule that works best for you whether that workout is three days a week or seven days a week or two days a week just be sure that you have the time to be able to participate in these workouts also make sure that when you're doing it you are consistent so don't do it for a day and not do it again make sure you're consistent so pick something that works for you even if you have to pick one day a week, or if you pick every day for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just do something that is good for you and make sure it is something that works well in your schedule because then you will definitely be able to keep up this. 
routine and make it a lifestyle instead of just quote unquote something you have to do. Now, another thing you could try is trying to do yoga. Yoga is great for the body. And I see a lot of people who do it and they all highly recommend yoga. I'm not good at yoga, but that doesn't mean you're not good at yoga. And so what you can do is just look around, see if there's any yoga um, studios in your area, find out if there's anyone who's teaching yoga, if this is something you're interested in. Because remember, these are just suggestions of things you can do to include self-care into your daily lifestyle. So if yoga is not you, then this is not for you. But if yoga is something you want to try, then this is definitely for you. So just make sure you get into a class. And here's the great thing that I love about technology. You don't even have to necessarily go to a class. So if you can't find one, you can either look find a class on YouTube. They have different apps you can have to download a class or different things you could look at to be included in a class. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure that you include yoga into your daily life and your activity. And it's good because the goal of yoga is to stretch your body, improve your stamina, and improve your overall health. So if this is what you want to do and want to try out to reach these goals, then yoga might be something you want to try this year to increase your stamina and just feel better physically, emotionally, and mentally about yourself and your relationship. Another thing that is very important to do when it comes to self-care is drink plenty of water. Yes, did you know that? Water is the best thing that you can do for your body and for your overall health. Now, of course, water does taste plain, but if water tastes plain to you and you have a hard time drinking it, there are little um, flavor packs you can put in it. Now, there are some flavor packs, the calorie count is crazy. Like, I know I got one flavor pack a while ago. Like, I didn't read it, and the calories like 70 calories for a flavor pack. And if you're trying to drink the recommended um, amount of water, which is six to eight glasses of water, you definitely do not want to have a flavor pack that has 70 calories in each flavor pack because then you're consuming calories and that's not healthy for you. But the best thing to do is, um, if you get a flavor pack, make sure it's either zero calories, five calories, or 10. That's the most you should add into this. Don't get any crazy calories, but you can do that. If you want to try something more natural, then I think the best thing to do is maybe add lemon and a little honey or something like that. But whatever you have to do, you can just put a little flavor in your water and then make sure you keep it with you and available to drink. Now, I know when I first started drinking water, it was very hard for me. So what I did was I stopped buying any other drink in the house. Like I didn't buy juice. I didn't buy any soda. I didn't buy any fruit punch, anything. I didn't buy tea, anything that besides water. I only bought water. And when I only bought water, then... When I got thirsty or my kids got thirsty, my husband got thirsty, that's all we had to drink. So it kind of forced us to just drink water. Now, water is good for many reasons because water is great for losing weight, toning your body, clearing your skin. Did you know water improved your sleep cycle while it also improved your brain functioning? Water curbs your appetite. It improves your mood. It improves your digestive system. It reduces natural body aches and pains, and it does so much more. So basically, any health-related issue you may be experiencing could be a sign of dehydration and can easily be cured by drinking water. Now, with that being said, please recognize that I am not a doctor. I am not a dietitian. I'm just giving you some ideas on what you can do to implement self-care and to Put self-care into your routine. So if you are being, if you are feeling sick, having headaches, or having 
um, health problems, please, please, please don't think drinking water is going to make it go away. Go see a doctor, find out what the problem is, and then with your doctor, work on resolving that health issue. And you can still drink water while working with a doctor and resolving that health issue. Another thing you can do is eat healthy. Now, eating healthy sometimes can be hard. Believe me, I understand. Especially if you have busy days and you don't have time to always cook. I know in the past few years, I've been trying to do the whole vegan thing. It's been good sometimes, but then it's also hard. Now, I noticed for me, it's difficult to eat healthy and to eat right when I don't plan. Yes, it sounds crazy, but I noticed for me, when I plan what I'm going to eat, and have it accessible and ready, then I eat healthy. When I don't plan and when I don't have any idea what I'm going to eat, even if I have healthy food in the fridge and it's not made, it's not planned, it's not prepared, I will just grab chips or something else because it's easier to do. So if you are finding yourself having a hard time eating and drinking healthy food during your busy day, I have two suggestions for you. The first suggestion is prepare your food in advance. Maybe you want to batch on the weekends. And batching just means you make a whole... You cook all your healthy food for the week. You put it in containers, put it in the fridge, and all you have to do is stick it in, stick it in the microwave and warm it up. If you need a healthy snack, maybe you can just take a banana or you can have a mango or, you know, something healthy for you that you can easily grab that's easily on the go and accessible for you. Another thing you can try if you're having a hard time eating and drinking healthy during your busy day is... Hygienic Hydration. Now this is a product that I've tried recently. I actually love it. Hygienic Hydration is a sugar-free, keto-friendly, plant-based, which I love the idea that it's plant-based, antioxidant-rich electrolyte powder packet. And you can use this daily. It contains all the essential vitamins and minerals with a refreshing taste. This product contains elderberry, which has immune-boosting properties for support. And it's especially important now because, you know, we have flu season. Some people still have the coronavirus, and that is still going around. And I know that the thing that I like about Hygienic Hydration is that it comes in a packet. And I can have some water with me, just dump it in my water. And this can help me during those times where I just want to eat something but I didn't plan it, don't have anything with me. So it keeps me from going through a drive-thru. I can just put the water pack in the water, drink it, and it helps. Or if I want soda or something like that, it actually helps to curve that so I don't have to drink the soda or I don't stop to get foods I should not have because this has been a total game changer for me this year. And I absolutely love it. Now, if you want to try this, you can get it on Amazon. Um, I think there's a coupon where you can get $10 off if you purchase it on Amazon. Now, I'm going to put all of this information in the show notes for you because this is an amazing option for you if you are struggling with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day. Now, these are just some things that you can do for food options and drinking options if you are struggling with eating healthy. Now, another thing you can do is to create a self-care routine. Yes, creating a self-care routine is key to actually maintaining one and incorporating it into your life. Many people view self-care as different things, but self-care should be something that's holistic. It should be something where you're healthy physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So it actually should contain all of these things. Now, here are some ideas of what you can do for self-care because self-care is great for your mental health, your emotional health, as well as your physical health. And it all works together to make you the best person that you can be. Now, if you need a self-care routine, just think about what works for you, what makes you feel happy, what makes you feel well, what makes you feel productive, what makes you feel good. And 
one of the things that you can include is like working out. You can incorporate reading, spending time by yourself, relaxing, reading a book, eating healthy, drinking healthy, just doing all of these things. So it would be important for you to sit down, just determine what does a good self-care routine looks for you? What are you looking for? What makes you happy? What do you need to do to make yourself the best version of yourself that you can be? And then incorporate that, write down a list, make a plan, and then begin to incorporate it in your lifestyle. And you incorporate things in your lifestyle, not by having these rigid, strict rules and everything. Just make it easy. Make it gradual. something you do. Like if you want to go walking, you can walk for 15 minutes a day or you can go running for 15 minutes a day. If you have an exercise machine at home, you can use that. Or there are many things you can do. If you want to eat healthy, you can make sure you start to get more fruits, more vegetables, start cooking more, eating out less, drinking more water. There are many things that you can do to be healthy. So make sure you include all of this into your routine. If you're going by yourself and reading a book is something you want to do, then include that in your routine. What about listening to music or doing something to work on your career or something that makes you feel happy? Make sure you add all of this into your routine and then you can take the time to just do it and relax. And that can also be part of your self-care. Another part of your self-care is getting plenty of sleep. Make sure that you get the necessary amount of sleep. Now, I think for adults, it is six to eight hours of sleep, or maybe it's five to seven. I'm not exactly sure, but I do know that if you're going to sleep at 12 o'clock and getting up at four o'clock, that's not enough sleep. Or if you're going to sleep at four o'clock in the morning and getting up at eight, not enough sleep. So just make sure that you get enough sleep and that you are able to include getting sleep into your routine. So this means going to bed a little early. You may want to include that. Or if you have problems falling asleep, maybe you would like to get like a melatonin um, bath salt or something where you can soak and relax or do something that'll help you relax so that you'll have an easier time going to sleep. And if you find that sleep is something that you're having a hard time doing, you may want to consult a doctor to find out why you're having a hard time going to sleep. But whatever you do, make sure you get enough rest because when you have enough rest, it changes everything. Like rest will change how you feel in the morning, how you're able to do your work, even how you get along with your kids and your spouse. Just being able to have that sleep does something good for your body. So make sure you are able to get plenty of rest so that you can be the best you that you can be. Make sure that you stretch on a regular basis. This is also something you may want to incorporate because stretching on a regular basis is not just good for your limbs, but it also helps your joint functioning, your flexibility, and keeping your muscles from getting tight. So try stretching on a regular basis because this is helpful for you as well. And it's easy to stretch. You can stretch when you get up in the morning or you can stretch in the middle of the day or when you get up at work. If you have a sitting down job where you sit down all day when you get up to go to lunch or maybe use the restroom, you can stretch in between that time. Make sure you take time to stretch. And finally, make sure you take rest days. Yes, make sure you are not working seven days straight. You cannot work seven days straight and then just say, oh, I feel good, I feel fine, because you're going to experience burnout. You honestly will. So it's important for you to take that time 
to rest. So maybe you want to pick a Sunday when you rest. Just don't do anything that day, just rest. Or maybe you want to pick a Saturday. Just don't do anything that day, just rest. Make sure you're resting, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Make sure you're not doing any work. And I always advise people to take a day off from social media just to have that break. Because we don't realize how much social media just drains you. We don't. So just take a break from social media. Just take that day to rest. Do something relaxing for yourself. Enjoy your time and just spend time with yourself. This is something that you can definitely do to add to your self-care. Because by doing all of these things mentioned above, you can develop a self-care routine. And when you develop your self-care routine, like I said earlier, don't forget to be creative because you are different from me. My self-care routine might be something totally different from yours, but it doesn't mean that my self-care routine is any better than yours. So think about you. Who are you? What do you like to do? What makes you feel relaxed? How do you want to be with your health and your mental capacity? Where do you want to go with all of this? Take all of this into consideration. And when you do that, then create a self-care routine that is designed specifically for you. And then make sure you implement this into your life. I always say if you want to do something for a long time, the best way to do that is to make it a lifestyle. Like I said, I want to eat healthy. So I realized that going on these little diets and binges and trying to do this hit and miss is not working. So if you make it a lifestyle and something you just do, then of course you're going to do this continually and consistently. And by doing this, you will have a lifestyle of self-care, which will help your marriage, which will give an example to your children of how they need to be to be the best versions of themselves that they can be. So self-care is not just about you. It's about your kids. It's about your marriage. It's about your family. So in order for you to have the marriage you want or the relationship that you desire, it's important to be the best version of yourself and to be healthy and to be holistic in this process. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called Letter to You. And it's about a woman who realizes that she's stronger than she thought she was. So here's the song, Letter to You. Thank you. 
before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.